Welcome to the Fear Soul Podcast. I'm Jordan Ray, the Soul Diva, and I'm on a mission for women to love themselves fiercely, live soulfully, transform their trauma and toxic experiences, to reclaim their worth and self-expression. I chat with thought leaders and inspirational women in free-flowing conversations, with a focus on loving yourself, soulful living, emotional well-being, creative expression, and body wisdom, intended to empower you to practice self-love and guide you to your authentic self-expression. This wasn't the life that was planned. Technology has beaten us. Annika, I'm going to hand over to you to introduce yourself. Well, thanks for having me, first of all. My projector heart, I'm a human design projector, and um, getting that formal invitation for a uh, what was it? Coffee with soul chat, right? Yes. Although I drink no coffee, I said I'm fine if I can bring tea. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that invitation. We both have been around each other for a couple of years now. It's over five. I even remember like one conversation we had when I was um, pregnant and we were in Rome, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I was pregnant with Ori, who just turned four in December. So it has been over five wow. years, actually, yes. that we know any that. <laughs> Um, I'm Annika. I'm an author. I've written two books. Uh, first of all, which and then Surrender into Action, which stems from one of my programs. Um, which, which is fabulous because I did uh, do your Surrender into Action program. I started in the online space. I have done 22 um, live online programs, group programs. I have worked with uh, hundreds of one-to-one clients. I have done retreats and workshops. Um, <laughs> And I just, I love the work I do. I work with women out of my personal beliefs and um, issues, I would say. Um, I love seeing women come back to their truth and remembering who they are and doing their soul's work in the world. Because when we live in alignment, and that's what I do, I'm an alignment coach. I bring people into alignment, into alignment with their soul's plan and with their soul's path. And when we do that, we can actually tap into bliss consciousness, which is why I call myself the bliss fairy, because that's what I do. <laughs> I love that. I, weren't you the chocolate fairy at some point? <laughs> yes. Bliss fairy sounds about right. The safe spaces that I create are always spaces where people can tap into their bliss, connect back to it, remember how that feels, and also um, say out loud what they truly desire. Because most of the time, we don't actually allow ourselves to go there. And to actually speak out loud what we actually want, what we truly want, not what somebody else tells us what we have to want or what society tells us that success is or whatever, but what truly will make us happy. Together with that, I'm raising four children. They're two, four, six and eight years old. Um, Oh no, nine now. My oldest just turned nine three weeks ago. But yeah, and... I there is a lot going on so I will never be someone who gives you like hours and hours of homework or um, (laughs) wants you to do like excessive amounts of changes in your life because I I know that we all have our circumstances and our um, our own pace too and I'm on my own journey to 
find my own pace and live in that too more. I'm <laughs> I'm alternating between sloths and I don't know <laughs> a squirrel <laughs> bouncing around or a butterfly <laughs> fluttering around from thing to thing. Um, so yes, <laughs> and, and I, I I absolutely love that that. I think I'm with you on that trying to find the pace you know especially for me that move from employment to self-employment now as a coach as well it was one was to be able to we're moving into kind of the alignment stuff so one was to be able to actually align to be able to work in a way that I want to work to make the blend that I want to make whereas the employment was restricted by policy procedure boxes but also the pace that actually I can serve in a better way and be present for my clients in a much better way if I have more balance in my life and I have time for that or more time for pleasure and joy and and all of that and I can make that space for me then I make much more space for my clients yeah exactly it's just like the I first realized that I'm not living my pace any longer when we came back to Germany after being in Ireland for about eight years. And Ireland is very laid back. There's like a very, especially in West Cork, where we lived the most time there. Mm -hmm. It's a very slow pace and it really suited me. And then I came back to Germany and everything was like on point and like in time and (laughs) very efficient and like, you know, and I'm trying to find my own space in that because we have decided to stay here in Germany as our home base. Um, My mom-in-law bought a house which we moved into last year. And now we all have our own rooms and we're planting a garden. And it's just like, it feels very spacious. At the same time, I have to get used to not letting that outside pace of the German systems um, push too much into my own space and into my own pace. So, yeah, and I have been burned out several times over the last couple of years uh, especially with like breastfeeding over four years and like being pregnant with five children and like because I lost one before Luke and two and it's just it's been all right to come to a place where I, I go like I want to live sustainably and that might not mean like I don't know having a multi-million dollar business or whatever but it like I have to look at what like me what means bliss to me absolutely absolutely And, and I'm aware that I'm and I think this came up a lot during lockdown actually that you know I don't have the children but obviously that journey has been a different journey because I'm vocal about being childless not by choice So I've Mm -hmm. obviously had to go through those processes rather than the the children. And I think during lockdown for a lot of people, they had pressures if they had families. But actually not having the family was also a pressure because... Because there was a lot of of isolation. Yeah, absolutely. And therefore you didn't have the sharing of of the pleasure and and the joy and the bliss, using your words. Um, And I think... 
you talking about yeah not letting that outside pace and just the expectations of pace coming in and I think so often as well and especially for for everybody but for for women and anyone that's been in toxic relationships where you're trying to recover maybe yourself and your own thoughts and I and separate the shoulds from yourself and it's so easy to fall into society's expectations and the societal pace and actually rather than stepping back and saying I need space to learn what I want and what is me and and as you said and actually what's my soul want what is it deep down that I desire and I think you know there's the not asking for it but there's the step back from that which is what is it (laughs) you know what getting to what is it I really desire not the expectation of what you're you're told you should yeah want and I think the easiest and most um enlightening question in that case when you ask yourself what do I really want is when you get to an answer and then you ask why just that little word like why do I want that what's behind that desire like what why do I really want that and often we come to a place where we come unearth childhood trauma and um and programming that has been taking place in the first couple of years of our life. Um, and then when we work through that and we go through our healing and we shed these layers and become more of who we truly are, then our desires change so much. Like what I have um, personally experienced is when we went traveling, I couldn't imagine a better life like than traveling with my family and um, we... I didn't have a house. We had a little storage unit where we left everything. And then we went first to Bali and then to the Philippines. And then we went to Italy because I was pregnant and craving pizza and pasta. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and then there in Italy, I realized that I, I, I did prove to myself that I didn't need a home. Right. But I really wanted one. And that was due to like an early belief that I didn't deserve one. That I always say, I don't need one. (laughs) And yes, it's true. I don't need one. I can live like in other people's homes and rent and whatever. And at the same time, I want one. And it's totally okay to want one. Yeah. Right. So our desires can change over time and letting that happen and realigning and connecting back to is my vision still valid for where I am and also where the world is like our world has changed so much in the last couple of years um, especially through the pandemic but also like through all the other things that are happening on our in in our in our life and in our world and in our societies and like the shifts and subtle changes not so subtle changes right yeah. um and then going like okay but that desire why do i have that desire what's at the core of it and 
is that still true to who I am today? absolutely because we make this construct of i of ego of like this is who i am um and we don't realize that that changes all the time and then we work with an outdated version of ourselves towards an outdated vision of ours like that we had right (laughs) so it's a constant back and forth like checking inside and then adjusting your actions on the outside and sometimes it can feel like oh flaky or uh, she doesn't know what she wants or <laughs> like when you you constantly readjust your course right and at the same time there it requires a lot of courage and trust to stay in that constant conversation and in that constant realignment to checking in, action, checking in, action. There are things that I said, that I recorded, that I taught, that I did, that I look back on and say like, okay, I wouldn't do that. Like this version of me today wouldn't do that. And I honored a version that did that because I know that she did what she thought was best for her in that moment. And she made an aligned choice to the version that she was or like that I was in that moment, right? Yeah. And that's all you can ever ask from yourself. Sorry. (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) I love listening to you as well. (laughs) No, I was going to say absolutely. And it really is that there's the asking why, but there's also, I also know of a question that was put to me and it's worked with other people as well is the what if you didn't do it so almost the opposite way round and if it's a really aligned desire and I remember the first time I was asked the question was for my therapeutic arts training and I didn't know how I was going to fund this how I was going to work it around work anything but I hadn't even booked the open day like I hadn't even got to that first step because my head was already down that road going, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And I, you know, it wasn't just the course. There was obviously therapy alongside it. And then the travel to London, all of this was going through my mind. And I just remember somebody saying to me, well, then don't do it. And at that moment, I just felt the grip inside of me. And that night I applied for the open day. I was like, Mm -hmm. no, I'm doing it. This is, but I think it's, yeah absolutely there's the why and sometimes there's the the why not to if you really can't feel whether this is a for me it's very much those head heart decisions like I know when I've made a head decision that I feel so out of alignment and things don't flow everything you were talking about um and it's not so easy to course correct the small things because actually I've stepped out and sometimes those course corrections look quite big yeah they do and I can you know I'm thinking the last time it was stepping away from uh, some training that would have taken me my next step but within employment and really feeling into that alongside the pandemic happening so that had thrown up some other things but really feeling in going, this, 
doesn't align fully. I, I knew why I did it, but I did it for a head decision. I did it to get somewhere rather than going, actually, am I really into this? And I, and yeah, carry on. There's the point of aligned living, right? Because mm. when we live in alignment and we make our decisions in alignment to our own truth, our soul's truth, yeah. uh, that what, what our heart whispers, however you want to describe it, then flow enters, then bliss enters, then joy enters. Then yeah. even in the most challenging situations, you find those pockets of just like, I'm so glad to be alive. And that's the reason for me why I go out and I don't want to say preach, but because why I talk about it, right? Because we're so used to making those decisions from the head. Uh, What is logical? (laughs) What makes the most sense? Pro contra lists, whatever (laughs) you know right and then um the further like if you imagine driving somewhere and you took a wrong turn the longer you drive on that road of course it takes you bigger steps back to go back into flow to come back into alignment and then like so many people I hear it all the time like how can that be like you have lived so many different lives like in this one lifetime right and you have experienced so much and you have seen so much and like this was like how could you just go away and I'm like that was the only possible step for me the only thing that felt right in that moment was doing this and not doing it like you said not doing that would have made me feel that inside But to cultivate that feeling um, and that connection to ourselves, to our soul's voice, to to our intuition, um, to be able to feel when we're in and out of alignment is something that needs to be practiced, needs to be cultivated. It's something that um, isn't there and it's there forever. You need to be in constant... um, I'm not in constant and consistent <laughs> communication with it because when I hear constant, I go like, no. <laughs> you need some time out, yes. Breaks <laughs> <laughs> <Thanks> you. <laughs> but, um, and then also like when we get to this, it's like, how do you cultivate it? Well, you cultivate that through your spiritual practices, through your embodiment work, through you taking time to connect to yourself and be with yourself and spend time with yourself, right? Because then you can play the part that your soul came here to play in the whole collective picture. So it's, yes, it's going in to the ego, to the self, to connecting to, okay, here's me and what I want and self. And it uh, sounds all very selfish and very like egocentric right and we need to see that that work that we do with ourselves then ripples out and and make sure that what is happening on a global scale can happen because we do our tiny teeny tiny part 
And we need to take, take the time out to find out what our part is. And that's where spiritual practices come into play. And those spiritual practices, if you're not a type that does like, does like to do a thing every single morning, like the same thing every day, right? <laughs> then your spiritual practices can be fluid and then they can shift and they can change. And like for four weeks, you will do this. And then like, you're sick of it. And then you, you will grab another tool or another practice and practice that for whatever amount of time, right? So allowing ourselves, giving ourselves permission to also bring flow into our spiritual practices and also devote ourselves and our time every single day to something that connects us back to our purpose and to our mission and to our desires at the very core. Yeah. And I think there's the there's this that stepping back for some people is such a big lesson. I think, you know, over the years, I, I have worked with families and one of the first things to the parents is what's scaffolding you? Because it's that analogy we all, you know, we've all heard, isn't it? The um, oxygen mask, put your oxygen mask on first, that actually self-care self-love um isn't selfish because if you're not looking after yourself then you're not showing up as the best person you could be for everybody else so you know and it's not about sitting in meditation for two hours but those moments and few minutes a day and however it builds into your life are therefore what fills you up allows you your time to connect and then for as you said ripples out but I was also thinking that for some people that sitting and connecting to themselves actually can be a, a huge step in in itself stopping the numbing whether that's you know I think there's the obvious ones, again, the ones we know about alcohol or foods. And, you know, I know I've had my own journey with food. Porn, um, gaming, drinking, drugs. The social media even. scrolling yeah. is, I think, the one at the moment that is almost normalised. Yeah. You, you know, you're out, you're on your phone, rather than being maybe out and taking those few moments to sit and enjoy wherever you're sat or there's always plugged into not everybody that's a massive generalization but so many people plugged into music when they're walking on the beach mm -hmm. take the headphones out take it all in you know put the phone down if you're on public transport spend those few moments connecting being in your head feeling what you're feeling these aren't big pieces of time you have to create i mean like the irony is not lost that we're actually <laughs> talking on social media about social media i know i know <laughs> <laughs> technology <laughs> but not scrolling on it <laughs> and what i can say like because for my business i i usually like i record little videos or like do snapshots and then i put the phone down very consciously 
yeah. Like it's like I I make my pictures. I like when I'm out with my kids, I record the little videos for the reels or whatever, and then I put it away. And then in the evening or the the slotted time that I have in the morning, then when I work, then I put them together and then I write posts to it. And then I like so just a conscious and, and awareness around how we interact with it is so important but the thing is why do we numb because when we sit with ourselves the the traumatized parts of us come up and say i need attention yeah absolutely most people can't deal with that and like i have this beautiful ability when people come for tea and they sit at my table like sooner or later we'll all just come out of them you know (laughs) and um some can handle it, some can't. Um, they will not come for tea again. And that's okay too. <laughs> and, but that's the work we need to do. That's what we need to do to be actually able to be present with the very moment that we're in. Um, deal with the shadows and deal with the packages and deal with the backpacks or like, I don't know, suitcases you're dragging along, along with you, right? Yeah. yeah. And so it's, it's always when we say love and light and when we say bliss and when we say joy, that's the word that stands behind it, right? Yeah. Of course, of course, there's like gorgeous, like, um, like being present with yourself in the moment and like learning how to go on dates with yourself and loving yourself and respecting yourself and caring for yourself is the goal. But the thing we need to do to get to that place that's the hardest journey in my opinion that anybody can go on to and when I see somebody who loves themselves who's present with themselves and their body and is present in the moment I go like wow this person has done so much energetic work with themselves to be at that place like that's those are the people that I admire and that's where I strive to um, be usually but like at this point in my journey like when things pop up I just like I work through them right there and then because then they're off my plate again you know I don't drag them around with me any longer and I know the different versions of myself that will pop up from time to time like little three-year-old Annika little six-year-old Annika little teenager Annika who's like grumpy and going like I don't want this you know yeah it's it's I think my teenager still needs healing and a lot more attention (laughs) (laughs) um, and definitely there was a I'm thinking you know I can think when I was working there were a few times my inner teenager came out (laughs) um for whatever that that moment was and I was fully aware in those moments this wasn't my adult self that was showing up I was really aware that something had been hit and here was my 14 15 year old um Kevin and Perry (laughs) I don't want to or whatever it was and desperate to try and stop what was going in my head coming out my mouth (laughs) but absolutely it's almost like like two two like a split vision like you see it from above like from the adult or from the soul perspective and then you you 
you watch yourself actually saying things or doing things and you go like oh shit <laughs> I know exactly where that's coming from and I think I need to retreat and actually speak to that part <laughs> yeah we need to go and uh, go and resolve this now <laughs> <laughs> but like you said that's the that's the healing but it's also the learning and it's you know I, I'm just reflecting on all those bits we've talked about from that being able to feel in and you know and do the inner child healing and the, the trauma work and and I think sometimes depending on where you are in your own journey you know that you look at that and that can just feel like this huge stop sign to so many people because it's like that feels too big to address by yourself Uh, and that's where you need somebody by your side who knows where to go and what to do because like I even like I'm working with a coach right now on like very very deep stuff like another labor layer uncovered there is like you know abandonment things coming up and money things coming up and whatever and I'm like I'm right now working with a coach and there's like my ego says stop we're not going there I can't handle this and my coach then eases me into it and works me into it and that's exactly the point why I I love in-person work and the plan for the end of this year and then the beginning of next year is doing more person work, more women's circles, um, more workshops and uh, retreats, as especially because then I bring the people that want to enter that bliss onto a bliss break, onto a retreat in a completely um, different environment. And then they can experience this in their body, how it feels, what like can be reminded of it. And that's the whole point of our work, right? To, to like, we have been there before, we have gone through it, we're still doing our work because <laughs> I don't think it's ever finished. <laughs> but it's like, that's when you go to somebody else and say like, here, this is my blind spot. I can't, like, a friend of mine, Joanna Hunter, she says, like, I can't see my own arse. So <laughs> she's Scottish. So <laughs> I love that. Love I that. Need somebody to describe me what's going on there because I can't see it. And that's where the coaches and the healers and the beautiful psychotherapists and, like, all these beautiful different earth angels, light workers come in yeah. and actually... Um, when you find somebody where your soul says yes this person can help me that's when I think that you really need to trust that and I was you were obviously talking about the coach and and the same for me I've you know I'm coming towards the the end of work with one coach but it's certainly not going to stop I'll be on to the next and for me you know even after years of therapy and energetic healing and other coaching and spiritual healing this the program I've just done has has been possibly the biggest deep dive because this one put it all together and Mm -hmm. you know and and pulling quite literally I think I was ready to go and pull stuff up by the roots I knew it was still there and and going in and just like yes let's pull it up but I couldn't have done that on my own Mm -hmm. and I I think the subtle difference as well between 
the women or the way that you work, let me rephrase that, the way you work and, and that I work, that actually for some of the women I work with, this space and the online space gives them a safe barrier that they need to be able to open the door to that work. Mm-hmm. And yes, of course, you know, doing that in-person stuff, I love my face-to-face and I'm with you that that my intention, maybe not this year, but next year to be able to do you know those small groups or small retreats but actually this online space as a setup being in their own space not needing to think about how they're showing up not even thinking about how they're going to have to walk out the front door to somebody there is that safe barrier so I know we were talking earlier about you know social media and and that irony but actually it provides some level of security as well and I think for me this is a at the moment the focus of my work is being able to do that and say right let's take the next um the next step first step even let's get let's get you into the first step of it all and that's the beauty of it right when your soul calls you to something trust that you get exactly what you need there and then like you will learn from every single person you go and and learn something like I'm a big fan of lifelong learning like it, it's just like it never stops and I will always be a student and I will always be a teacher um, um for everybody that I meet right and so just trusting that the pieces will slowly come together and then of course like when you're just out of a, an abusive relationship and you're in a safe space you have your own space now then that might feel too too much to go on an in-person workshop or attend a woman's circle and be in the presence of other people because you are just too raw and you you need that safe space and heal in that safe space first now I know that like part of my medicine are my hugs and like <laughs> even yesterday we we celebrate my, uh, celebrated my birthday early and like I had um, four women that are relatively close to me like they're living um, in the village and, and around and they came and we had a beautiful deep conversation we had some some ceremonial cacao and then it went deep 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 <laughs> so it's like you know and at the end, we said goodbye to each other. And um, two of them hugged. And they were like, oh, no, that was the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> because I always teach that you, like, everybody hugs this way. But I always teach that you hug heart to heart. So the connection goes deeper yeah. instead of, like, cutting that connection between the energies off, right? And I'm just seeing that, that even though none of them has worked with me in a professional capacity before I still did my soul's work by like bringing them together first of all because they were like it was a really beautiful energy like just that group together and then also like seeing that at the end like that my teachings flow into everything I do and like hearing them say like oh no that's the wrong way (laughs) that was really beautiful and that's I missed that in in online work like I said we traveled before like I was um, location independent I did a lot of online work I had many many programs and um, just that hug at the end 
just like feeling the other person and being in each other's space. And that's where a lot of the light codes and the energy exchange of my personal codes comes into play. Yeah. Uh, where it's like basically like ground, grounding it all and bringing it all down into the body through that hug. And so that's quite impossible over <laughs> the online space. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, unless you hug your computer. But, uh... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows, like in 10 years, we have hugging suits or something. <laughs> don't, don't. <laughs> but I, I think like you said, it's, it's working in alignment with where, from our side, from where we are, and it's also when you're searching, wrong word, um, because I don't think we search for anybody. I think we just, they find us as much as we find them. I think, you know, every single yeah. person I've ever connected with, that I've worked with, you know, even when it's been a find somebody in the yellow pages, <laughs> I have been drawn to a particular person. It's the frequency. Absolutely. Like, because we work with the law of attraction um, it's the frequency we send out and we say like, okay, I'm ready for, to learn something new or like to learn more in that department. And like to, I don't know, two hours later, somebody gives you the missing information or like tell recommends somebody or like there is an ad popping up in your, in your, in your feed or whatever it is. But like the, the, the right things will appear the, as soon as you're ready for it. Like as soon as the frequency is there, it will be drawn in. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's, but it's, there's also the trusting that. And hearing you talk of frequency, I was actually reminded that I hadn't worked with you for a couple of years. And literally at the point I was thinking, I must message you and see about working with you again. Your ad did appear. <laughs> and I'd missed the first two. Like you'd actually, it'd actually been out twice before and I've missed the first couple and this was like the final call. It's like, ah, oh, timing. Um, but of course we know it's not timing. We know it's all synchronicity, but it is that. Well, it's divine timing. <laughs> well, yes, yeah. <laughs> but I think it's that learning, if you're not already in that alignment and living in that alignment, it's knowing that those moments that you feel drawn to something or to do something, to act in a way that you wouldn't normally, or you're connected to that advert you see online, to trust that. I think those are the moments where it's like, well, I'm just going to try it. You know, I'm just going to make that free call, you know, book that free session and, and connect to that person and see who they are. Or, okay, I'm going to go and even if it's like, I'm going to walk the other way out of my house today because you never quite know what you find and why you're feeling drawn to do that and and learning to take those steps for me it all started with like giving myself the permission to for just one hour a day to do whatever I felt drawn to and whatever like felt right in that moment and I realized that I was looking forward to those hours right <laughs> and at this point it's like I have lived my life so led for so many years now that it uh, it doesn't make sense for me when people come with like logical explanations why that would be a good thing for me <laughs> I'm like no 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 <laughs> thank you but no thank you <laughs> and I um I talk in in which in my book 
in my first book, I talk a lot about like the language of the universe and the different dialects that you can learn and that it com communicates with you. And um, are, these are things that you just need to know. And then when you have the knowledge about it, you can notice them. And then it comes into your awareness and then you can learn slowly how to read them. Another tool that I personally have been diving into for four years now, since 2017, uh, five almost, <laughs> is human design. And um, for me, it's so uh, incredible. I This goes quite deep. But with 19, I tried like... I tried to kill myself twice and uh, the second time I almost succeeded. I had a near-death experience and since then I have this ability to see people and like where they're out of alignment and like see different levels of energetic um, streams around them like their spirit team and their auras and like where there's energy stuck and stuff like that and then when I came across human design 2017 and started my experiments because I'm quite critical. <laughs> I'm like, I have to test it out for myself first, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I have to test if it's really this good. Um, and I came across it and I tested it out and it just, what I saw through my filters or like whatever you want to call it, right? through the way I can see people and read people and see where they're in alignment and when they're, when they're not in alignment and stuff, and then read their chart, their human design chart, and um, say like, oh, yes, yeah, I can see that in them, and I can see that in them, and then I speak to them, and then they say like, yeah, that's true, right? So <laughs> there's just like this triple checking thing going on. Um, and then learning how you actually connect to your soul because there are different ways to connect to our soul and different ways to make decisions. Like there are emotional based people who need to sleep over it. And then there are people who just know in their gut and they have to trust that gut feeling. Like they know exactly in that moment if it's right or wrong, right? And then you have like people who need to talk it out with somebody else. And then you have people like my daughter, for example, like she goes with her instincts it's like she just knows it's just there and um just studying that and learning more about that and then like being able having that tool to be able to say like look based on your human design this is the best the, the most aligned way for you to make decisions and that's the easiest and fastest way to connect to your soul's voice and to your intuition that has been quite uh, beautiful for me to just have like that added language and, and the possibility to just look it up and say like, look, does this resonate with you? Because that's what, what's in your design. That's what, what's in your chart, right? And on the other side, always seeing it just as a tool, as yeah. one, a bit of information that we can use if it feels aligned in our body with us. I know when I got my chart, Mine's the last couple of years. So I'm a generator and that's sacral. So that's the gut decisions, exactly as you were saying. But it was, it was looking into it and going, ah, yeah. So, okay, this was there. So around this time, this many years, this should have happened. And around this time, this, and I'm looking at it going, yeah, 
okay. <laughs> and and then even looking at what I the way that I should be working, you know, that the first thing that was was given to me was, or oh, you should be working with self love, and it was after I was shifting and I'd thought about what what would I do, what do I do, what is it, how do I work, and so yes, it was almost this huge tick to this yeah this is exactly how you should be working with people you're, you're already doing it um but yeah I think we need to arrange a, <laughs> another time for human design <laughs> yes please I would love that I just um I'm, I geek out on it quite regularly like I uh, even <laughs> with my other books <laughs> I have my human design bible here like you know <laughs> perfect it's I'm just sure it- um it has become quite a passion of mine and it's just awesome. like there's such beautiful com- confirmation for the work that I do in my chart and in the charts of those who I read so yeah, yeah no let's let's set that um, up thank you that's so much Jordan that's all right for today <gasps> is there anything else before we uh disappear that you feel called to share yes I think in the world that is changing so rapidly and in this time we're living in right now there is nothing more important than to remember who you truly are and why you came here and then walking in alignment with that knowledge and with your desires every single day like that would be the most important bit if you haven't got nothing else out of this conversation I hope you got that <laughs> I love that that's, that's beautiful and yeah I think just to to echo that for me as you said at the very beginning actually these these last couple of years on a worldwide level not just pandemic I think has thrown up so much for so many people and getting into the what do you desire actually if you don't know even stepping back from that and going what do I need to do or what do I need to heal so that I can really feel in and tune into my desires and then even go step back and say like what do I need right now and I think that's a perfect way to leave this conversation happy birthday for Wednesday oh thank you (laughs) thank you thank you for joining me for yet another fierce soul conversation To find out more about me and my work, please see the links in the show notes. And don't forget to like, share and subscribe. I look forward to you joining me next time.